Welcome to Storyhouse. I'm Barry Chandler. I'm here with my co-host Brad Sarconi. This is the weekly brand and digital direction show for CEOs, CMOs, and business owners. Today is chapter number 13, and it's a great one. As always, how to save 70% of your advertising spend by managing the customer journey. Now, over the last number of weeks, months, even years, as we've worked with more and more clients, more and more uh, businesses and brands who obviously are spending to activate their brand in the marketplace, what we've discovered and realized is that there are so many inefficiencies in marketing and advertising spends where dollars are just being thrown out. We know this, every brand knows this, that it's, very, it's often very hard to track the success of advertising. But what we've realized is that when you manage the various stages of a customer journey, which we're going to go through on this podcast, and we're going to include this, this graph and this, this, this whole life cycle of a customer on the show notes so that everybody can, can understand this. When you truly manage the customer journey, you can actually end up saving 70% or maybe more of your advertising spend because of the efficiencies that you get. Yes, and and we've experienced this, um, you know, lately with with a few customers. But you're right; historically, we've experienced it as well. Um, and you know, so this is the idea. You know, obviously, as an agency, we believe in communication, messaging, and advertising. But we also believe uh, ethically in trying to get as much value as we can for our client spend. And one of the things we realized right away is. Let's just say you spend a million dollars or half a million dollars on broadcast media. Well, if the brand experience, this goes back to be better best, if the brand experience um, on premise or online doesn't match what you just spent money on in the advertising medium of the expression, making your promise, doesn't match, then... Um, right away, you're going to get feedback in a digital sense in a democratized world that I had a horrible brand experience. So really what you did, Barry, was you spent a half a million dollars to bring up your inability to fulfill a promise so that people could get online and critically devalue or make you spend more on advertising by defending something. That might be a proper expression, but isn't delivered properly through the experience. So historically, brands did not have to deal with one new phase of this buyer journey that has become, a, it's just a, it's just ubiquitous now, and it's just essential for a, a buyer to do this. It's just second nature now, is this, this buyer stage of social discovery. And... Historically, brands didn't have to contend with it. There was no way to to really understand how hundreds or thousands or millions of people felt about a brand because you couldn't ask that many people belly to belly. You maybe discovered how good or bad the restaurant was that just opened on the corner because you talked about it on Monday morning at the water cooler. And you got some kind of feedback and some kind of uh, discovery on that brand. Today, social discovery is what drives purchase or consideration of purchase. So A big we, part of it, certainly. Absolutely. What we're, so what we want to dissect here are the, there are five, the five stages, and it's a cyclical, uh, circuitous journey that's re- that, that just repeats over and over. We want to dissect these five pieces, these five stages of, a, of a, a, a customer journey so that we can understand where the efficiencies lie in advertising dollar spend, where we can avoid re-spending where we shouldn't, have, where we shouldn't be, and decide with a investment of time and talent rather than dollars could could that help us save money in the long run that's right that's right and and 
just remember when when we talk about this subject as when Barry starts to walk you through these five stages, these five thresholds, keep in mind, let's just say that company X spends a half a million dollars in the first quarter um, on reinforcing a, a promised expectation. They then get negative feedback about um, on-premise or let's just say logistically on not fulfilling what their promise was. Um, they wait too long to give that feedback or they give that feedback with an attitude or they ignore the feedback. Um, now what does the brand do? Well, oftentimes a brand, so that's, we spent once for, for the buy, we're spending again for defending the buy online, if you will, or defending the promise online. And now, no matter what we do, we're going to go back out in the marketplace a third time yet and say, this is what we've learned. Let's reaffirm this and spend yet again. Okay, so the, these five steps are essential for us to, as business owners and brand owners, if we truly want to succeed, we have to understand, own, and influence successfully each of these stages. So these stages that we'll go through one by one are awareness, social discovery, consideration to purchase, experience, and a shared experience. When we talk about awareness, awareness is that first spend that Brad talks about, which is the first stimulus, really, of the brand. So what is a brand doing to get customers in the door, have people buy online, however you interact with your customers, have them spend? Are we using direct mail? Are we using TV advertising, radio, print, whatever it might be? This stimulus that's created for the, from the brand creates an awareness. If I've got something hanging on my mailbox in the, in, the, in the yard that comes from a local pizza chain, that is a stimulus from them that wants me to become aware of them. This awareness is step one of that buyer cycle. Okay, you've got my interest. Now, historically, somebody would have made a purchase or not based on that. Today, there's another phase that we have to talk about, which we just touched on, which is this social discovery. So, Mr. Pizza Store gives me this coupon hanging from my mailbox on a Saturday morning. I pick it up and I look at it and go, okay, that's interesting. Now, what's the first thing I do? I don't online. think I, I go online. I don't say, hey, grab the kids. We're going to get pizza. <laughs> We're going to Big Mel's for a pizza buffet. But, Dad, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and you're in your robe, smoking. <laughs> so social discovery is that next phase where we say, okay, big mail and your pizza. Let's see what other people think about you. That's so, that is just now a part of life. And brands have to embrace this and own it and understand it implicitly. Before they make the spend. Before the spend is made. So, so Big Mel may have put out 500,000 war droplets, like a, like a B-52 bomber over right. your neighborhood. Right. And spent on that. Along with that, he has a radio and TV campaign supporting the same offer. But you note online, he has one and a half stars. So this brand owner, Big Mel himself, because <laughs> he is now a man that we've created in this podcast, Big Mel does not understand the social discovery aspect of his brand. He also doesn't understand the experience aspect of his brand because the experience is what gave these negative reviews online and got him his one and a half stars. So our argument, and we, we, we're going to talk in depth about this, is that you need to stop on spending up front on your stimulus and instead spread, spread your spend across all stages of the buyer cycle. So in this social discovery... Do you know, as a brand owner, as a business owner, CEO, or CMO, do you know what they're saying about you? It's 
it's easy, it's quick, it's available to all of us today to understand what people are saying about us. I can go to search.twitter.com and type in my brand name and I'll find exactly what people are saying about us. I'll find what people are tweeting about us instantly. I can go to Facebook and do a search. I can go online, obviously, to Google and do a search. I can use... Uh, I can use social sentiment tools that tell me whether people love, hate, or indifferent about my brand. They're all available free of charge. I haven't yet spent a penny. Okay, so this social discovery is a, is a management function. You can do it internally or you can outsource it to somebody else to do it, but it is a function of management to understand what is being said about you online. How can you prepare a budget for the coming year without knowing what the feedback is in the marketplace? And there are other ways to get a feedback loop, but we know one of the most critical, there are many other ways to get feedback loop in the marketing world, but we know one of the most critical is, of course, digital. It's the most democratic. Yep. It's where you see what your peers are saying. It is increasingly the most trusted. And I will, uh, I will trust what somebody in my social graph tells me more than I will trust an advert, seven to one. Right. One's paid for and one's considered an, an emotional bond of trust. Right. So in this social discovery, what we're saying is you need a system in place, a set of procedures to manage this online sentiment. So we talked to a client last week who was, I think he used the words disgusted at what we've presented to him. <laughs> he said that it makes him angry. It makes him angry how bad the sentiment was. About a wonderful brand. About his location, his particular right. location. When he's doing a great job in many areas, however... He hasn't managed social discovery, and he hasn't fully managed the experience. So he has built an experience, but he hasn't managed up to and into that brand expression that people are coming to expect. Yes, that's a great phrase, live up to and into, and you can do that through digital, right? That's, right. How, that's how it happens. So he is now saying, oh, I wish people weren't posting this. That's not the answer. No, and wishing is not a great strategy. No, no, <laughs> wish upon a star. So... What, but what he's not doing is he's not doing anything about it. He's just saying, I wish they wouldn't post. And as every day goes by, they are forcing his ad budget to increase because the messaging um, um, concentration, right? right? He has the, to drown it out. He has, he has to, to, over, drown he has to it outspend out. the negativity. He has to outspend the negativity. And at what cost? Talk about priceless, right? Right. Right. <laughs> so it's a, this is your snake analogy. Yes. So Brad has a Ouroboros. Great, an Ouroboros which I've learned today is, is a thing. Is from, a Greek, snake. from Greek mythology, okay. that, that you're I'm, always... I'm a little shabby on my Greek mythology. <laughs> so a snake that eats itself or something. Yes, that continually does the same thing circularly okay. so, over time. Okay. So this Ouroboros, this is my new favorite word, and I'm going to use it in many conversations today. Yes. People won't be ready for it. This Ouroboros of spending to... Yeah, you're, you're continuously eating your tail. It's crazy, mm -hmm. right? You're, 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 you're trying to drive stimulus to create awareness, and creating awareness creates social discovery. Social discovery tells you how bad the product is, and you go back and, and what you spend do, more. spend more money to right. say, oh, i got to tell more people about this because right. there's nobody coming in my doors. Exactly. The problem is not that you're not spending enough. The problem is you haven't got an experience that matches expectation. So how do you fix that? How do you manage that? That's right. your answer. Don't yes. wish that somebody would stop posting on Yelp. Instead say, I can't wait for people to share the great experience they had on Yelp. That's right. And then determine an ad budget that supports a great experience that is being supported online. Now that's where we get to this idea of buying down the cost of 
of that direct, you know, um, mail drop of our, of our, of Mel's pizza. Big Mel. Big Mel. <laughs> Big Mel's who has 47 or- inch who has an pizza. Ouroboros. Um, but, but the idea is why would he spend early? We are saying get the customer journey down and spend later at a more effective, manageable level so you can watch returns. I would love to spend $100,000 less with digital that is saying they made a promise, it's true, I love them, go there. Because I've just added another $100,000 in digital referral equity onto the spend, right? Th- that was lower than the first time I spent. Right. So, so, so don't play this spend roulette is what we mean. Right. So all of these people that you're losing when they discover socially who you are, they're gone, right? They're not coming back. They've they've seen well, one and they told twenty people, right? And they've seen a one star rating. And, and this particular client that we talked to, our potential client, who who didn't end up working with us because he just wants to outspend the negative reviews. He said that he has people coming into his location saying, "I was going to book you guys, but I discovered online a lot of bad reviews, so I've not spent. I've just, I just decided not to spend my money. I just thought I'd let you know." Now it's amazing that they're even telling him this, but. He, his reaction is, oh, I wish they'd stop posting this. We're saying take this feedback and try and improve the experience to the point where those, those referrals online, those online that, 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 that online feedback starts to get better and better incrementally to the point where you now are being referred business from the great experience that people are having and are sharing online. So... Once they've discovered your brand, there is consideration and there's potentially purchase. This consideration is, is negative for this brand we're talking about because... Big males. Big males. Because the reviews are so bad. The purchase could come if they discover this is a five-star, four-star rated brand. Their peers love it. They, they, they get it. Their social graph approves. So they purchase. That's a successful story, right? They purchase. Maybe they purchase a product online. Maybe they purchase an experience. They buy a ticket. Next comes that experience. So this after either I've considered to purchase and I have or I haven't comes that experience once you have purchased. Right, right or perhaps they just set a date as a destination for an experience in the coming months. Right, so that next step, step in the buyer journey is that experience. So all the way along now I've had the stimulus which has brought me to awareness, right? So this direct mail piece hanging on my 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 uh, mailbox in the morning created the awareness I went online I searched I discovered yeah that's a great place I should go there I bought a uh, a gift card online to go there and now I'm about to experience it for the first time so many people skip this social discovery consideration to purchase and think it is merely awareness to experience they it think used to be. It used to be awareness, and then I go and try it. It doesn't happen that way anymore. So we have to manage this social discovery and consideration to purchase. Now, when they do get to experience, what are they experiencing? Are they experiencing what they were promised all along? Is it, does it at least meet or exceed their expectations? Our argument is that this experience should stimulate something else. It should stimulate a shared experience. And a shared experience is this... Or a Boris, where they now go back online and they share the great experience they had. Hopefully. Hopefully. Or if it is a poor experience, that can equally and uh, even more profoundly impact the brand when they share a negative experience. So Big Mel's with his one and a half stars, 
is promising a lot of things. The experience is the experience sucks, and people are reacting online in a negative way, and that is their shared experience. That is uh, what uh, Brian Solis, uh, the the, um, the 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 brand thinker who we've mentioned in the past, calls the ultimate moment of truth. Mm-hmm. That moment when somebody does something because of an experience. Right. So what we're trying to manage as brand owners is each of these steps, awareness, social discovery, consideration of purchase, experience, and shared experience so that we can prevent businesses, prevent ourselves, prevent us from spending more money on a single stage of the cycle and ignore three other stages. That's right. That's right. Um, And a perfect example of shared experience that's more trusted um, and it's really it's quite democratic is iTunes. So music goes out on iTunes and we see this song is rated X. I think I'll buy it. It's only a buck. It's easy to get in. You're turned on to that. Maybe you're, you heard about it through Pandora. You heard about it through a friend. You rediscovered on Pandora, Pandora, but what drives the music business today? The shareable equity of the experience of of songs, the effect, the feeling that you have. And so when Barry talks about that, you know, to the, the reshareable experience, so you have the experience, but we're not interested. We, we told this to a, a younger associate the other day. We're not interested in, as brands, in getting money one time. We're interested in getting money all the time, every time. And it's the second and third, fifth, 29th experience with a brand that... Um, is what the game, that's what the Madison Avenue long money game is all about, is getting the brand into that, as we said, into that depthful duration along the life cycle, influencing the life cycle of a customer or a, um, a client. So to save 70% on your advertising or thereabouts, this is a, a number that we've, we've come up with based on working with a number of brands in this space, we must understand, own, and influence successfully each stage of the buyer journey. And so we'll list these stages on the show notes that you can get on storyhouse.co, and we'll include a, a great diagram that, that shows this, this circuitous uh, buyer journey. But it is, it's just imperative upon a brand today to understand that long before you've hit them with a piece of mail or an email or an advert, they may have already shopped you they already understand who you are. And made their purchase decision to decline. They may already have decided that. And when we, we've talked in other chapters, like in our chapter on belly-to-belly selling, the chances are that long before you've hit them personally or you've met that, that, that client personally, that prospect personally, they've already had a number of interactions with your brand and they've already been informed, like you say. So we have to be fully aware of what our brand says without us, which is which is where... which is. Obviously online, it's on Yelp, it's on Google, it's on review sites, it's on any number of places and blogs and Twitter and Facebook. So that is our big takeaway from this is the management of the buyer journey to buy down the cost of advertising, increase efficiency and uh, yeah, have, have more money for focusing on the stages that matter most in this new era of social discovery. That's right and it's optimizing what you're ultimately doing. All those points are spot on what you're ultimately doing is you're optimizing the relationship between the brand intention 
and the customer intersection. That's it. Okay, so I think that's been a, a very informative, I think, uh, kind of journey through the buyer journey for us and for the, the, the listeners to understand uh, exactly how many stages there are, where, where they need to be managed best, and how to buy down the cost of their own advertising. So as always, if, if anybody has any questions, please reach out to us via storyhouse.co. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Barry underscore Chandler, and at Sirconi. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and get your feedback. As always, if you do enjoy the show, enjoy these chapters, please head over to iTunes. It helps us. If you can review us, leave us some feedback. We'd love to know uh, what your thoughts are on our, on our chapters. Uh, this has been chapter number 13 of Storyhouse, the weekly brand and digital direction show for CEOs, CMOs, and business owners. How to save 70% of your advertising costs by understanding the buyer journey.